Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Welcome to the Parenting Bites podcast, where we're going to talk about raising kids in the digital age. She's a tech startup owner and mommy blogger. Rebecca Levy discusses life online and off. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of KidsWeek.com. Back in the studio, still sick, oh. but in, back in the studio <laughs> with CES flu. CES flu. <laughs> what happened in Vegas did not stay in Vegas. It went right into my chest. Um, I'm here in the studio with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hello. And Andrea Smith, tech journalist, guru, extraordinaire. Hello. And we are back from Las Vegas. We had a really good time seeing tons and tons and tons of cool stuff at the Consumer Electronics Show, or CES. They're very weird about you having to call it just CES. Well, it went through iterations. uh, Well, because last year, or the past few years, it was the International CES is what they wanted it to be. Um, But they changed their name officially from Consumer Electronics Association to Consumer Technology Association. So they don't want to say... Um, consumer electronics. They want to just call it CES. Right, because okay. really it's not about the gadgets now. It's about It's all about technology and, technology and everything. And apps yeah. and everything. So we're going to talk about um, the best of CES, what we saw last week's episode, which we recorded live at CES. We and you should all watch everything. our video. We yeah. have videos you up. You can see us. Um, and then, so we're going to cover that. Topic one is all this cool connected stuff we saw for parents and kids at CES. And then topic two if I make it to topic two, oh. uh, we're going to talk about this article that went around like crazy in Parenting Magazine, uh, 12 Basic Life Skills Every Kid Should Know by High School, which I found some of these um, like your kid should know by fifth grade. But we'll talk about that yeah. when we get to it because some of them were frightening. Um, I'm saying I'm um, a lot, which is awful. I'm sorry, audience. <laughs> I cannot talk today. We're going to jump right into topic one, and then we'll have our bites of the week, which will be really... Interesting, since we haven't seen each other in almost <laughs> yeah. two weeks. So we'll see what we've been up to for the last two weeks. So let's jump right in and talk about CES. I would give a little background, but I think we did last week while we were there, which is that it is one of the largest um, technology shows in the world. There were 170,000 attendees. Yes. Like Cabby said, 174,000. <laughs> oh God, it's like the Michigan football games. It always goes up every week. <laughs> Somehow they find more chairs. But um, it is the largest show in Vegas all year, period, no matter, even bigger than the fashion stuff and the adult entertainment show and all those lovely other shows that happen in Vegas. It takes over the entire city, and it's really crazy. So it is in the convention center, but it is also spread out among different hotels. A lot of the hotels in Vegas have their own convention expo center. It takes over where we primarily were, where we were in the Venetian Sands Expo, which is basically the Venetian Hotel and the Sands Convention Center. It's just mammoth. It's a whole other convention center, believe it or not. And four floors. I mean, not just show floor space and and, uh, walk in the floor, but four floors of conference rooms where there were different panel discussions, um, conferences, meetings, everything going on. Right. In there. I think people just see that on TV, they see the big show floors and they see with the zillions of TVs and everything. They don't realize there's an actual conference also going on at the same time. So it's both trade show 
and multi-level conference because there's also a Hollywood conference going on. I mean, there's so many different conference tracks. I, I've been to four CESs and I think I've been to one panel. Like I always say, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to go to panels and I'm going to... That part of it is probably great, but you're just so exhausted and short on time. Yeah, I always yeah. say, I say every year when I'm, you know, making my show floor, which booth, where am I going, looking at my map, I always say, one year I'd like to go, just go to the panels. Yeah. Just listen to the conversation and discussion and hear what, what the trends are. Yep. So instead, we saw what the trends were <laughs> on the floor, um, starting with, I think, the weirdest thing I saw. So there was a lot of robotics and drones this year at CES and there was a robotic child oh so so creepy so creepy so creepy for your lonely child (laughs) the the thing that was so creepy about it was the marketing angle which really was for your lonely friendless child oh my god here is the friend they've been waiting for and it was about the height of a four-year-old child it didn't look like AI. Like it didn't look like some weird, creepy child. Like which would have been like a way robot. worse. Would, yeah, yeah it would have been worse. It wasn't a Cylon. It was white, like your stereotypical plastic robot-looking yeah. thing with a screen on it. But it, <laughs> the marketing imaging really was this like child sitting there all by themselves doing homework. Or I mean, it was so Aww. So, you know, if you're the kid whose parents get you that, you know you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you just basically like, all right, thanks, Mom and Dad. You've confirmed every fear I had about myself. <laughs> I, I almost wondered if there was something like lost in translation because I think it was a Korean company. So, like, maybe that wasn't really the marketing Well, aim? or maybe in... Um, Parts of the world where only children are more predominant, mm-hmm. the norm, that maybe this idea that your child needs a sibling. But can't have one. But can't well, have one. Well, was it a friend for your child or was it like your child's new best friend? It was like a friend for your child. Oh. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. And it, didn't it have a monitor? Like it had yes. a, instead, in place of the chest, it had a tablet monitor screen so that you could communicate. And play games with it yeah. and things like that. It was really it's weird. It was really creepy. I was wondering if maybe they're like going after the wrong market. What they should do is go after the senior market mm, mm-hmm. because that's where companionship is needed. Like, in, for my money, that's actually where I see robotics being incredibly helpful. But they do. They have those robotic pets. They have Hasbro didn't like yeah, my for cat. real friend, the robotic cat and the robotic dog. But that's creepy. Like that's because <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It's like a companion that you don't have to walk. Right. Which I guess will evolve. But there is something about having a robotic nurse, if you will, I guess, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Moving forward, mm-hmm. I can see those being really helpful for someone who doesn't want a real person in their home. Right. I think there's a lot of crossover between stuff for babies and stuff, and stuff for, for seniors. seniors. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of connected baby stuff. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my God. So not only connected baby stuff, but this one caused a, a bit of an uproar on Facebook. There was a connected pregnancy test, a Bluetooth pregnancy test. And the idea behind it wasn't only to get your results on your phone or your Bluetooth connected device, but... It was to keep you occupied and from freaking out while you were waiting for the test. Three minutes. Is it? Is it only three minutes? It's only three minutes. I, I don't know. Watch TV for three minutes or something. But yeah, so that was, so I think sometimes, you know, somebody has an idea and nobody stops and says, does this really need to be connected? Well, I think, right, that's always the question is, does this actually solve a problem 
or does this just technology for technology right sake? and that's what that's what there a lot of, a lot stuff of things like. there technology for technology's sake I mean the things that I like like the temp track you know where you could put a, a, a band-aid like adhesive on your baby and get their temperature and have that sent to your smartphone I really like that that solves a you problem know, as a working problem a working problem a working <laughs> mother um, you know or you just want to know without waking a sick baby that solves a problem there yeah. was a lot of other stuff there um, you know, that just was technology for technology's sake that yeah. I, you know, because you can. Right. See, well, half of the floor is because you can. Like everything, right. if it could have something 3D printed on it and fly, it was there, you know. Yeah, it had and, an app. Yeah. <laughs> has to stick an app on it. There was a lot of connected home appliances, too. And my problem with the connected home appliance market is, to me, it's another thing that breaks on your home appliance. It's sort of like the combo TV VCR, like when the VCR, it was like sounded great, and right. the VCR part broke, you're like, well, now what am I supposed to do? Right. Like, so a lot of the connected refrigerator thing, like, I don't need the refrigerator scanning and saying, like, you're out of milk. Order milk. I don't know. I just, when I go, don't you Did you get a demo? Did you get a demo of the Samsung fridge? <laughs> no. Okay, so I saw this, and I have to say, it did have a wow factor. It really did. I mean, I don't have a, you know, a... A kitchen anymore with my family running around every morning and young children at home but the wow factor for me was a it was a gorgeous refrigerator okay b it had a 21.5 inch touchscreen on the front that you could do things like you know stream your music pandora spotify if you were watching a movie in the family room and you wanted to bring it into the kitchen and you know set the kids up on the counter to do homework it will stream the movie on the fridge door um Okay, that's kind of cool. It will take a picture every time you close the refrigerator door. So that if you're in the grocery store and you say, I wonder if I'm out of strawberries or I wonder if we need milk, um, you just go on your app and you can see the last picture of the inside of your fridge. You know, and part of me says, that's cool. And the other part says, you know, just make a list or buy it anyway. It's actually really funny because my but, husband yesterday went grocery shopping and I told him exactly what to buy. And then he came home and he's like, oh, we had grapes. Oh, we had bananas. I'm like, I know. That's why I didn't tell you to buy them. He's like, I thought you were just wrong. I was like, oh, why would you think See, I was so wrong? that's that would be kind of cool. Well, you me- also can make your list. So, like for my mom, it's really hard for us to keep a running grocery list. It mm-hmm. would, I think, in that instance, be great that if she was out of cream cheese or out of whatever, you could just scan it and it goes in your grocery list. And it doesn't order it automatically. You could save it, and they've partnered with different, you know, local delivery places. Um, I presume Fresh Direct or Peapot or one of those is going to be one of them. And then at the end of the week, you could just hit purchase. You could review it and purchase it and all those things that you need. There's your grocery list, and it'll be delivered. Okay, so the theme today is things that are just kind of cool for us or helpful if you're taking care of somebody else. That but, does seem to be yeah, part of but it. But not really necessary for yeah most like people. I didn't find it ne- you know it'll show the whole family schedule for the day everyone's Google calendar will pop up there and show the calendar that's kind of cool you know when you want to say to your kid what do you have after school where are you going but now LG had a fridge and this this one I don't know I I I'm not one of those moms who sat there and said, close the fridge door, you know. Oh, my God, I say that 20 times a day. Okay, well, this, the LG fridge lets you knock on the door, and the door turns transparent. So you can see inside. So see, Amy likes this. I think it's not necessary. my daughter will stand there at the fridge for like five. Like, I will be in the next room, and I'll feel the cold. I'll be like, oh, my God, Fiona, close the fridge. But I can't decide what I want. I want a fridge that automatically wipes 
the door handles every time my daughters touch them. I'm convinced my daughters somehow stick their hands in cream cheese. And then touch the handles. And then touch the handles. I don't understand it. It is so gross. It's gross. I don't I don't get it. And when I was away for five days in Las Vegas, came home, it was so gross that I didn't <laughs> un- understand. I said to my husband, how can you touch those handles? Like, don't, why don't you just spray them down? Like, right. how did you live like get this a for four days? Wipe. Yeah, it was so gross. You probably didn't even notice it. No. Yeah, I so still, you would like the fridge. You I, would like the transparent I think that, door I think fridge. that's cool. I, okay. I still can't really decide about connected appliances. I will say the first time I, I heard about um, a washing machine that would tweet you when the cycle was done, I thought it was really dumb. And then I thought about all of the times when I go up at the end of the day and I find a load that's been in since that morning that I now have to rewash Mm -hmm. with vinegar because now it's all gross and disgusting because it's a front loader. So I think, you know, like that solves a problem. The being able to see through the door, that solves a problem. Um, LG also had a really cool fridge where the, the, I don't know how to describe this without a picture, the door has two, two parts to it. So like you can open only the outer part of the door right. Right. and just get the common stuff. Right. You know, grab the yogurt, grab the water, grab the milk, and then if you really need to get into the deep part of the fridge, you open both parts of the door. That solves a problem. You're not letting all of the cold out just to get the milk. Well, yeah. the other thing Samsung has that, that solves a problem for many people is add wash. So it's a front-loading washing machine that has a little chute on top. <gasps> And if you've forgotten, and I do this all the time, time. I go running downstairs, and if you forgot something, you just open the little chute on top and throw it in, and it gets added to the washing machine. Oh, that's good, because that's the problem with the front loader. That's very cool. Now, does it have, I've been waiting for somebody to do a front loader, like, can the chute then open at the end of the cycle so that air is going in, so that everything Uh, doesn't rot? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, Yeah, why hasn't nobody done that? But LG also had a really cool thing. Did you see that it's like a big laundry closet? That like the that itch. doesn't do it. For okay, me. the styler totally does it for uh, me. Oh, like you hang your thing. stuff in there yeah. and it like shakes it. It was like vibe. I'll I'll put video on our site. It vibrates the clothes and I don't know. It probably puts steam in there or something. Yeah. And so you don't have to iron them and they come out fresh and nice. But where are you gonna put that? I would make a room for in. that. You need a walk-in, <laughs> a walk-in closet yeah. for that. But that seemed worth it to me because yeah. the people I know who also have those giant steamers are people with walk-in closets, like without a big standing steamer. Our mm. walk-in closet is also our laundry room, and I would sacrifice hanging space to put that in there. I can think of the shelves yeah, that I would remove. You slide it right in. Yeah. All right. So that's basically that's what CES yes, in a nutshell. It was everything connected. That's what it's about is that everything's going to keep connecting either complicatedly or via Bluetooth. There's always something. Um, and speaking of that, we will be right back with the things your children should be able to do without technology, basically, (laughs) as topic two. And we will be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So we are brought to you today by Lenovo. We were so happy to have Lenovo as our CES sponsor. And moving forward, we saw so many amazing things made by Lenovo. And Lenovo is the world's number one PC maker, which I didn't even know. Hmm. Now I do. See what new innovations are happening at Lenovo today. You can go to Lenovo.com and check out all the cool technology we talked about last week. The yoga, the... I love that yoga line. I love the yoga line. It's so slim. It's so lightweight. It is bendy because that's why it's called Mm -hmm. yoga. And check out the new yoga 
mouse, yeah. which we were also oh, talking yes, about. Oh, yes, the mouse. Did we talk about that last we week? Did. We, we did. We talked about okay. it on the yeah. on last we week's We love the mouse. Yeah. And it I comes like the mouse. pretty colors, too. Yeah. It's really um, nice for your hand. Like, it has this beautiful yep. curve, and mm-hmm. then it goes flat, and then it's a clicker, projector, like, PowerPoint-y thing. I like that. It's yeah. pretty cool. And the yoga the yoga tablet that has the built-in projector. I still like that. I love the built-in projector. Yeah. I think that's so cool for travel. Yeah. And that's innovative. We talked about that last week, you know, where, where a computer company is actually innovating. Yeah. It's not often you see that. Um, and there's not many places for them to go. But they are. They're innovating. And it's so light. I still think it's the best. If you can swing it, it's the best backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, working working mom laptop because it goes right into your purse and it weighs like two pounds it's crazy so check it out lenovo at lenovo.com okay we are back with topic two which is this article in parenting magazine online i don't think there is a is there a regular is there a magazine anymore? there has to be i don't think so I don't really know. i used to read that all the time i don't think, I think in parenting is just online now wow at parenting.com so this was called 12 basic life skills every kid should know by high school uh, can I just say something? They had used the stock photo in this article that is the mom and the daughter are wearing matching outfits at, while they're cooking. It is really awful. <laughs> I just want to put that So out number there. 13 is teach your child to dress differently than yeah, you. The matching t-shirt and apron. Oh, so bad. Anyway, so this went around like crazy. And I think we've talked about... Julie Lithcott Hames before. We've mm-hmm. referenced her. She wrote How to Raise an Adult, um, Break Free of the Overparenting Trap and Prepare Your Kids for Success. She was the former dean of freshmen at Stanford, and she basically wrote that whole, mm. the short book and then all these articles about how she's seeing this generation of kids who can't handle anything on their own, can't handle disappointment, have been overparented, overprotected. And, and a lot of people deny that this is a thing, but she saw it firsthand. She dealt with these freshmen every year. Yeah. Now, here's what's really weird, because this, the example she gave first, 2009, after telling parents at Stanford's freshman orientation to let their kids go, and then coming home for dinner and cutting her then 10-year-old son's meat, she was cutting her 10-year-old yeah. son's meat? That was so that freaks me out that totally freaked me out i'm like this is the woman who's now telling <laughs> oh she did a 180 apparently i know but didn't she have she was like the worst offender of them all <laughs> well but maybe she realized what maybe she saw what would happen if she didn't stop cutting her son's meat yeah she saw her future saw her future through the eyes of the students that she right. was working with and went okay er, stop i've never known i mean i Susan, you know i'm trying I to think if i cut my son's meat at age okay. 10 i was in a pizzeria um a few years ago in manhattan and i was sitting alone i was reading and the woman next to me i'm pretty sure she was a tourist she was like my age and the kid looked like he was maybe 14 15 years old and at one point during the meal she licked a napkin reached across the table and wiped something off of his face yuck these people exist I know, but that's still worse. I, I still think cutting your meat, the meat is worse. Well, maybe she cut his pizza. I wasn't really watching. Oh, my watching. God. That's so offensive on so many levels. <laughs> so here are the things that she runs through. And we'll just run through them quickly, and then we'll talk about them. But one is make a meal. Working two, on it. Two, wake themselves up on time. Three, do laundry. Four, pump gas. Which, which I, you yeah, I'm can't not so sure about do that. At, until you're a certain age, right? 
you can't do you the, can't even legally do it in new jersey you can't you all well, yeah new jersey not at all but in, in new york i don't think you can do it until you have your license or you're a certain age i don't know five pitch in which just seems silly six advocate for themselves seven pack their own bag <laughs> eight order at restaurants seriously nine that should be by the time they're five yeah that's right up there with hail a cab nine <laughs> talk to strangers 10 go grocery shopping 11 plan an outing 12 take public transportation so obviously the pump gas and the public transportation are pretty specific to where you live i think anyway um your kid can't take public transportation if there is none yeah where you live um which is true of many 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 people Pumping gas, I have no idea. That's a little much. I think it's a little. Well, she says but by high school, so maybe for most places, if you're getting a yeah. learner's permit at 15. Maybe. Yeah, 15 they, or 16. But they should definitely know it by the time they're out of high school. Right. Like by the time you're 18, you can pump it. I totally would not But I'm so pleased gas. with these because now I look at my grown son and I think, wow, I did a good job because yeah. he can do. And I don't mean now at 25, but, you know, he just yesterday did the grocery shopping for me. And he's a really good shopper now. And he has been for years years and he's always we've talked about this always cooked when I was working late and he was in maybe you know eighth grade ninth grade was cooking dinner he cooks you know for girlfriends he's uh he does a lot of these well there's a sliding scale for a lot of these because like just uh, two days ago my husband and I went out to the movies and while we were at the movies Jake made himself a frozen pizza like he's not going to starve but is making a frozen pizza like does that count as being able to feed yourself? I don't know. My kids That's wouldn't... transitional. Yeah, I guess it's transitional. Like, my kids wouldn't starve, but would they be eating good food? No, not yet. It's <laughs> funny. I taught my daughter, one of them, this weekend. Um, she's super into cooking shows, and I was like, all right, well, this is just ridiculous at this point. I mean, they can make pancakes and scrambled eggs and egg in a basket. Like, it was like basic breakfast things my kids can make. Um, and I said to her, I'm like, all right, you're going to learn how to make a roast chicken. Like, if you can make a good mm-hmm. roast chicken, you mm-hmm. can feed yourself and feed the people you love. Like, that's the end of this. That's, <laughs> that's what you smart. have to know how to do. So she learned how to make Julia Child's roast chicken. Awesome. And we had, like, everything in the house, which was a miracle. And she was so excited. Like, she really was. And, and it's a really simple thing to learn how to make, right? There's, it's all preparation. Mm-hmm. And then it's just in the oven. Stick it in the oven. Stick in the oven. Like, yeah. it's just, once you learn how to do it, it's very basic. But I think... You know, most people don't know how to cook anymore, so it's hard to teach their kids how to cook mm-hmm. because so many people just order in. Or well, then pick you have up. to make sure your kids know how to use Seamless <laughs> and how to answer the door safely and lock it behind them and get a job so they can afford to order. So they can afford it. I love when I come home and my son is cooking something and he throws in every ingredient he can find in the house. <laughs> I mean, and he puts spices in, and I say, "Oh, is this good?" He goes, "I have no idea. I'm just trying it." He loves experimenting, which That's I think cool. is great. I think yeah. kids should be raised doing that. The other thing we did early on with him, because I just could not stand folding laundry, <laughs> um, is I used to fold the laundry but leave all the socks and underwear. And this was in junior high school. And it was his job to take the laundry basket. He could do it in front of the TV or wherever he wanted, but he had to match up all the socks uh. and divide up all the socks and underwear and put them on people's beds. So that kind of got him doing laundry early. Good. See, my daughters, I don't know if they'll ever do their own laundry because we, I think I've talked about this before, but our laundry is in the basement and it's a ser- manual service elevator. <clears throat> it's not easy um, to, to operate. I should have a union card at this point, but 
it's a it's like a process to do the laundry. So either they do it, they have to come down and do it with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which really, they're not really learning how to do it at that point. They're just annoying and with me. But even if you just like take them down there and show them how to do it so that if they ever get faced with a laundromat, they won't be like complete idiots. Yeah, they can't be. I mean, I was doing my own laundry by the time I was 10. The la- washing machine was on my floor. My, my sister and I, the, our bedroom floor had the washing machine. And I did my own laundry. It didn't even occur to me that I wouldn't do my laundry. It was just that's where yeah, the machine same, was. Ours was in the kitchen. Like, we just threw stuff in there. Yeah. And we were in an apartment. I mean, we were in the basement. It was a, you know, but you took the regular elevator. But my sisters and I went to the basement and did laundry. Yeah. That's why I figure my daughters, that's going to have to be their next thing. They're just going to have to do it. The other problem, of course, is, like, I like to do the laundry when they're not around. Like, it just goes a lot faster. Like, if oh, I'm yeah. working from home that day or whatever. Well, And some well, of it, I think, is control, too. <laughs> like, the one, the one that gets me that I did not allow my son to do, and I probably regret it. Um, was to be his own advocate because I oh. feel like I didn't think he would do it well enough and then the end result wouldn't be there. You know, like we wouldn't, he wouldn't get what he was trying to achieve. Um, and I wish now, of course, that we had taught him to be his own advocate and speak up for himself because so many times, unless one of us spoke up for him or raised it, nothing happened. Uh, yeah. I fight with Fiona about that one all the time. She always wants me to talk to a teacher about this or, you know, do that. And, and I'm just like, no. But if you, if that you done, don't do it. do it, does she do it? She, eventually. Like, yeah. you really, she has to be 100% sure that she hasn't convinced me mm-hmm. that I'm not going to swoop in and do it. And then she'll finally do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something we just started doing the past few years, too. Where I'm like, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. And do you trust them to do it properly? I mean, if it was but something it, really, really important... I, yeah, I mean, I do. I think they have to, they go in early to school, they find the teacher, yeah. they talk to the teacher about whatever it is. It helps that their school has a very open policy about that. Mm-hmm. Their teachers have office hours before school on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so they can go um, and talk to teachers. But they all have teachers' emails now, too, yeah. so they can email a teacher. But I think it's really important. I mean, I don't know what the point would be. I'm never going to advocate for a different grade or anything like that. No. I'm just never, ever going to do it. Um, yeah, this is almost always stuff that affects Fiona. Like, she wants to do right. this activity and didn't mm-hmm. get in. She So if she doesn't do it, it just affects her. So I don't right. care. Like, if she decides not that she doesn't want to take the risk or doesn't want to assert herself, no skin right. off my nose. I think the bigger lesson is almost when are you advocating for yourself and when are you being really entitled Um Like, if you Mm. didn't do the work or maybe you didn't deserve it, you know, and that's when you see if they're going to really stand up and do it for themselves. Right. Because if they're questioning, like, well, maybe I didn't really study. Mm -hmm. So, you know, (laughs) they're like, that's right. You didn't. Right. That's that's part of the concept. And you have to own it. Right. Which, you know, one of the things she doesn't put in here, which I think is interesting, is allowing kids to have consequences for their actions. That's the thing where I think people swoop in all the time to try to make things right. Their kid didn't get a part in the play. So now they're going to complain that it's not fair mm-hmm. and that everybody should have a p- part in the play. You know, you get those things. Um, she doesn't talk about that in here, and I thought that was kind of interesting. The one that I thought was hilarious was the wake themselves up on time. She talks about the parents who put the webcam in their oh my kids' God. dorm room to what? wake them up yeah. every day. Yeah, She calls it a parenting fail. Like that, that is, is that a total is so parenting insane. fail. Is that so So when insane? Matt started football in high school, I think in 10th grade, he had to be there at some ungodly hour, like 5.45 in the Ugh. morning for training. And I said, look, dude, you know, and my husband would take him a lot because he was up and getting the train to the city. And I would say, if you want to go do this, then you're going to have to wake up. I'm not getting up and getting you up. You're going to have to wake up, set your alarm. And by the way, when you're five minutes away from ready, come wake me. 
That's exactly how it started with Jake. He wanted in sixth grade. He wanted to join the band, and he would have to be at school at seven a.m. and he would have to get up at five forty-five. And I said, "Okay, if you're going to do this, you're going to get up at five forty-five. You're going to wake me up when it's time to, you know, basically head out the door. And if you oversleep once, you're quitting." And he never overslept, yep. and he never didn't get out. It was he. He just owned it. That's the craziest thing ever. <laughs> the webcam. I think yeah. it's so creepy on so many levels. Yeah. You so, really want your parents to have access to what's going on. Oh, my God. Yeah. So ordering in a restaurant also, I think, is bizarre that it's on this list. If your child cannot look a waiter right. in the eye. And speak. As and a speak. former waitress. Happened all the time. Yep. I mean, I think by 10. By yeah. 10, your child should be comfortable enough saying... I would like a burger, mm-hmm. medium rare. <laughs> like with or, fries. but as a waitress, sometimes Please. you sit there and the mother goes, what do you want, sweetheart? What are you in the mood for? And then I say, I'll I, come back in five right. minutes. And the, the girl's like, I don't know. I don't right. know. Can I have this? And they have a conversation and you're like, you know, I'm trying to get the waitress's attention. Yep. Yeah. Not good. But that's because you haven't taught your child how to order. Right. That you've waited till the person showed up to order. So like, that's bizarre. And the other one I thought was really weird was um, plan an outing. Oh, I get that. That seemed... So I was thinking about it. I was thinking about the first time I traveled by myself. Not, like, to someone who was picking me up, but, like, by myself. It was when I was 20, and I lived in London, and I had weekend. Like, I mean, I had always had friends wherever I was, right? At home, always had... You know, you'd plan on going shopping with your friends or whatever. But also, I was living in a country that was foreign. I didn't really know anybody. So I had to sort of plan what the hell I was going to do all day on the weekends. And I remember thinking, like, I'd never not traveled sort of, like, with my dad, with my where, like, it was already mapped out. Like, today we're going to the Smithsonian. Today we're going, you know, like, wherever we were traveling. All of a sudden I was like, I had the A to Z. I had time out. Z. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I had to figure out, like, okay, I guess I'll go to an exhibit at the museum. I guess I'll go to the movies by myself. Like, it was a very weird sensation having to travel and plan my itinerary. And she's not even myself. talking about like an entire day. She's talking about like like just like going trip. to get Go some out. french fries at a restaurant. You know, right. like like just going out and do, or like getting dropped off at a mall or going to the movies by yourself. You know, this is things that kids should be able to figure out. I, you know, I, I get where parents are coming from. Like Fiona started taking public transportation this year and I remember one day, um, you know, I still wait with her at the bus in the morning because it's kind of sketchy corner and it's super early in the morning. But she comes home on her own. And I remember one afternoon thinking to myself, it's pouring rain. Mm. How is she going to hold an umbrella, hold her bag, get uh. her Metro card out, you know, not drop her phone in a puddle and get on the bus? And then I was just like, you know what? It's not my problem. She's going to figure it out. She might drop her stuff the first time, but by the second or third time, she'll figure it out. Your kids will figure this stuff out, but they need to be given the chance. Yeah. And that's, she's right. She's like, there's a point where you can't make a play date for your child. It is weird. Mm -hmm. Your kid is 12. They don't have play dates. They are hanging out with their friends. They are making a plan. And... You know, I think what's nice about it is it takes the burden off of you to be the organizer all the time and for having to maybe talk to parents that you don't want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And if your kid maybe doesn't want to get together with somebody, it's also like, I can't make that plan for my kid. You know, if they're like, doesn't your kid want to go to the movies with them? I don't know. She'll have yeah. to ask them. Here's their cell phone number. Listen, Kids have a phone. Text her. Every good parenting decision that I've made 
that has resulted in better things for my children has also almost always resulted in less things to do for myself. That's just how things tend to work out. And I think that those two things go together. More responsibility for the kids, me being lazier, and it's all good. (laughs) I know. It's funny, too, because she has this thing about packing their own bag. And I thought she meant, like, when you go on a vacation, packing their own suitcase. And we're still not there. I will fully admit <laughs> it that I look over everything they've packed Me to too. make sure that like there's underwear and socks <laughs> and whatever. Because you don't want to have to go buy it there. Yeah. No, but um, but I am at the point where I'm like, you got to pick out everything you're wearing. Yeah, and then they I'll bring it to over. me. Yeah. I put it in the suitcase and I'll look it over. But she's really just talking about their backpack, which is crazy. Which is also crazy, crazy. And uh, you do have to teach your kid to do it the night before, I think, yeah. or you know, there are the consequences if they don't. But teaching your kid to check their bag the night before and make sure they have everything and all their homework and and then not rescuing them. The piece she's missing from this article is that if these things don't happen, don't rescue your kid Mm -hmm. because then it just defeats the whole thing if you go running to school with the homework. Yeah. Or the lunch. I remember one time when my son, he forgot to tell me that he was bringing home like five giant boxes, heavy boxes of chocolate to sell for band and he called me and was like, Mom, can you come pick me up? I've got that. I'm like, no. You know, and to be honest, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I could have gotten in the car and picked him up. But, like, I didn't want to. He hadn't warned me. We, we didn't have plans right. to do that. So, no. Struggle home on the bus and next time tell me. Right. Pretend you have a parent who doesn't have a car, which is 99% of New York City. Mm-hmm. And exactly. figure it out. Or who have a car but don't want to move their parking space. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, with that, we will post a link to the article. Oh, you're not going to talk about my favorite one? Which one? My absolute favorite thing on that list is learning how to talk to strangers. Oh. oh. So important. I just want to note that, that, that that's, that's the best one because we teach kids that they shouldn't talk to strangers. Stranger you have to talk to people you don't know. Yeah. You have to learn how to do it. And if you don't, then you're just going to be scared of the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but... And you got to learn how to pick your stranger. Yeah. <laughs> like, just have some sense of exactly who it is you're asking for something. And if you never talk to anybody you don't know, you are never going to be able to develop that spidey sense. Right. I have to say, um, Matthew in high school worked at a grocery store. And, you know, here's this only child boy, you know, I mean, like everything against him for talking to people, <laughs> right? I don't know what happened, but his personality bubbled and he talked to everyone and they took him off the cash registers and put him at customer service. <laughs> My son, who didn't, you know, didn't talk to anyone, was making eye contact, talking to people, apologizing for the fact that, you know, they left their bread on their shelf at home for 3 weeks and it went bad and of course he'll give them a refund and that was the most amazing learning experience for him, just learning how to talk to grown-ups that yeah. he didn't know. Well, how about that that she left off this list? Get a job. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> no, but it's true. Get I'm a, a big proponent of that. Get a Thank first you very job, much. whether get it's a, a job. store or babysitting or something. That is the thing that is really not in here that I think kids yeah. should None know. None of his friends had jobs. They were like, yeah. what do you mean you're working? You should know how to have a freaking job. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, we are back with our Bites of the Week. And Amy, we are starting with you. Okay. Um, So I am not good at buying clothes. I'm actually pretty terrible at it. I hate doing it. As much as I love shopping and buying things, I hate buying clothes because I hate trying things on. And I'm notorious for, like, buying a bunch of things in a couple of sizes, bringing them home, trying them on there, and then returning. Yeah, I, I do that. I just hate. I hate it. I hate the whole process. 
And a lot of people use those subscription boxes for clothes. And I started using one a few months ago that's especially for people who are a little bigger, a little curvier, um, who maybe don't fit into the more popular subscription boxes. And it's called Dia. And I think I've gotten three boxes so far. And the clothes have been excellent. The styling has been great. I'm not wearing any today because I don't think Andrea and Rebecca really care if I dress up for them. <laughs> but I've got a special breakfast to go to tomorrow and I've got my my new outfit all picked out. And um, and it's it's just been really great. So I'll put a link to that. It's called Dia. Um, and the stuff, it's, it's affordable. And you get a big discount if you buy everything in the box. You get 20% off. So um, yeah, love it. That's cool. I'll have to yep. check that out. All right. Well, I will go next because Andrea's still thinking. Still struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on um, a you know, very special United flight to Las Vegas where not only was there no entertainment, but the Wi-Fi didn't work. Um, it was a United special. So I fortunately knew there was no entertainment because I checked beforehand and um, I had downloaded a movie. And I downloaded the Amy Winehouse documentary. Now, there's two of them. One is terrible, and it's on Netflix right now for free. And don't watch that one, because that's the one I started watching. And I was like, why does everyone say this is so good? This is like the worst thing I've ever seen. That's bad. The second one is called Amy. It's by an actual documentary filmmaker. It's tons and tons of footage of her, like home movies and it's so incredible. She was so incredible. It is so sad. Without Amy Winehouse, there's no Adele. Like, there is there is no resurgence of that entire jazz sound. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know her story, if all because really in America all we heard was the rehab stuff and the drugs and the right. this, we really didn't see her rise. She was just a little Jewish girl from North London, like with this voice, like freaking Billie Holiday. And um, it's really, really incredible. And her music is amazing. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And I think if you have like a teen and up, they could watch it. It's a lot of drugs. There's not a lot of sex, Mm -hmm. just a lot of drugs. And it's quite sad. And her dad is like the worst person ever. Um, Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's so sad when you're watching it because you know how it ends and you just don't want it to end like that. Um, but when you see her and you see that evolution, you see what happens. And, um, but it's incredible, and the music's amazing. So I highly recommend Amy, hmm. but not the bad one, the one you have to pay for. <laughs> Google Play. It was like four ninety nine. It's totally worth it. Andrea? So I think I'm going to go back to gadgets, just because there's been so many gadgets that we saw at CES and so many gadgets that did pique my interest. And one of the things at CES, I'm not sure if we touched on, was the wearables. You know, like wearables are getting a lot prettier, a lot more um, things that you want to wear, whether it's a pendant or a bracelet. And again, we want them to solve a problem. We want them to be not just the fitness tracker, activity tracker, but maybe help with you know, counting your sleep and counting your steps and maybe your notifications. So one thing that I did uh, see at CES that I just loved, um, and I realize I'm wearing it, is the partnership with Swarovski and Misfit. And they've done this, this has been about a year, 
But what they've done this year is they have these new Swarovski crystal bands, which I'm going to show Amy and Rebecca because I'm wearing it. And I have it because it's purple and black <laughs> crystals, so it matches everything I own. <laughs> and it's got the um, circular holder for the Misfit Shine Activity Tracker. And what I like about it is the shine can go into a bracelet, it can go into a sports band, just a plastic sports band if you're going to the gym, or it can go into one of these fancy um, Misfit bracelets that look like something you want to wear out with an evening gown or out to work or something. So um, I like this new line, the Misfit Shine Swarovski collection. There's a lot of stuff. Fitbit has a new, the Fitbit Blaze smartwatch that also gives you notifications. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on the wearable space and uh, that's the one I'm wearing today. They need to make like a baby bling version for the connected baby stuff. Like Oh God. <laughs> so you can track everything and have your baby Baby's be blinged first out. Bracelet. Baby first bracelet. I guess bling. like if you got a, an NFC reader or something where you could just scan whatever it is on your baby or the chip in the baby clothes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and have it just give you the temperature and the, you know, the heartbeat. God, people are going to be monitoring their babies. So. I know. Then they're going to have to have a different article, like 12 things your baby should be able to do by the time <laughs> oh they're God. one. Lay off. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. You can check out everything we talked about on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Parenting Bites, on iTunes at Parenting Bites. Rate us, review us, subscribe, and, of course, on play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the other CBS podcasts. Special thank you to Lenovo once again for sponsoring us this week. Be sure to check out Lenovo.com. And let us know what you, how you guys are kicking off your new year, what you want us to talk about, comments. We're always happy to hear from everyone on our Facebook page. We love hearing from everyone. And until next week, talk to you then. Bye. Bye.